this morning I was debating on whether I should change my message. Um, I wasn't sure. But you know, I have my ways and God has his ways and God has his ways. So I'm keeping what I had initially planned to do today. Uh, we are in the process of going through the book of Revelation. And we're done. But we're in the process now of kind of going back a little bit and putting a timeline together. Has anybody ever read the book of Revelation? Has anybody ever really understood the whole thing? No. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that today because... You know, we take that book and we don't even want to go there. We just want to look at all the other books of the Bible. We don't even want to look at the book of Revelation. And I want to talk to you a little bit about it today. Revelation 21, 27 is my passage for today. The message is called, Is Your Name Written? Is Your Name Written? And there shall be in no wise enter into anything that defiles, neither whatsoever works abomination or makes a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Um, like again, I'm following up our Revelation study. I thought this would be a great day to do it. Unbeknownst to me, you are here listening to this message. I didn't plan it. God planned it. So you're here by appointment. I'm here by appointment. So we're going to take a look a little bit about what's going on in the world today. Have you been watching the news and all the calamity and all the flooding and everything? Libya losing over 10,000 people. Um, we have uh, countries are burning up. Canada and just flooding Greece even and, and Germany and even Pennsylvania our own, in our own state is flooding. Lots going on and, and we've spoke about it a little bit in the Bible study and said, you know, uh, these things have happened before. They'll say, in the flood of 1903 or in 1886. It hasn't happened since then, but it's speeding up. Do you agree that it's speeding up? I mean, we're getting compound after compound. Even in Libya right now, they might have had that flooding, but they're also having civil war. They're shooting each other still in the middle of the flooding. Uh, in India right now, there are people being killed for being pastors from the Muslims that are there. There is a lot going on. And flooding in India, by the way, they're just rampant with flooding. A lot, hurricanes, what about hurricanes in Florida? Constantly going on and on and on. And I'm thinking, how can I have peace in this? How can I really find this peace? And that's why I'm talking to you a little bit about the book of Revelation, because if you, if, we were watching a movie last night, Tom and I, called Greenland, I don't know, and it, and it looked like the apocalypse. I mean, it looks like what it looks like now in all those flooded areas. Uh, how about 9-11? All the souls that lost in 20 years for that. One thing after the other, it just seems like it's just not stopping. But is God nervous? Is God shaking in his boots? Does he think, oh no, look what's happening in the world today? No, he knew all of this. He wrote it down. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you a little bird's eye view of your name. Now, you can agree with me or not on this, but I read it in scripture. And I'm going to bring it up to you in a little while, but I'm going to give you a little bit of a head, a little forwardness here. I believe with my whole heart that every name is written in heaven. Every name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I'll tell you why in a moment. 
But if our names are written in the Lamb, matter of fact, it says in the Lamb's Book of Life, from the foundation of the world, before the worlds were ever made, our names were written down in heaven. All of us. All of us. I'll talk to you about that in a minute. You're going, oh, I don't know about that. Let me, let me explain that to you in a moment. The Bible talks about wars, even. But it says, do not be afraid. The end is not yet. We hear talks of World War III. That's going to be a big, mighty one with lots of nuclear attacks. The Bible says in James 1.12, The Lord will give you what you need to endure, go through, and to receive your crown of life, who has promised you that crown of life, eternal life. The one thing, or the couple of things, I'm going to take those bristles off. It keeps snagging on everything that I'm wearing. Okay. Um, in the Bible studies in the book of Revelation, we can agree on one thing. Well, two things. Let me agree. We can agree that we can disagree. Because we're all over the place in the book of Revelation. There's people saying, oh, I don't believe post, pre, um, you know, uh, whatever, past tribulation. I'm a pan-tribulator. It's going to pan out in the end, and I'm not going to even be worried about when the Lord's returning and when we're going to have our tribulation time. I do not believe we're in the seven years of tribulation. I do not believe that. I believe that we're in the birth pains. We're feeling what's going to happen down the road. So that was one thing we can agree on. We all can't disagree. We can't all agree on this. And the second thing is, we can all agree that our names have to be written in heaven. That's what we can agree on, that our names are written down in heaven. And like I said a minute ago, all of our names have been written down from the foundation of the world. And I'll talk to you about that in just one moment. You know, I was saved in March 6, 1977. I remember the day. It was a church, something like, no, it, actually it wasn't a church. It was a dance studio for ballerinas. They had the bars and the mirrors on both sides. It looked like a pretty big church because of all the mirrors on both sides. It was a small church, a little Baptist church. It's still there today. And I remember coming down the aisle, and the preacher was preaching fire, hell, and brimstone. You've ever heard, you've ever heard the fire, fire, hell, and brimstone messages? Well, that's how I got saved. I go, oh, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. So I come down, and, and I'm wearing a miniskirt leather Spike heels, fishnet nylons, whatever it was in the day, okay, hair puffed up to here, and I'm like, and I'm on the front row, I'm on the front row, and I go, man, I gotta get out of here, my feet wouldn't move, I gotta run, I wouldn't move, the only way it went was forward, each step I took came forward, so of course that's the day I received Christ as my Savior, I got there with hell and fire and brimstone, I think I would like more people to get there through love. Through the love of God. He loves you. And so why don't you take a chance? Why don't you take a chance on him? See, that's how I want to present God. But I had, you know what? I was stiff-necked, bullheaded, and had my own opinion about everything. And somebody had to hit me with a board on the side of the head to get my attention. And he did it through fire, hell, and brimstone. I'm serious. I don't know. Maybe you're, you need to just be loved and cuddled. That's okay. I need to be hit on the side of the head to get my attention. It worked. It's been almost 40 years. Now, I can't say it's been all a great time. I think the first 20 years, the Lord drugged me. And then the rest of them, I kind of walked with him. 
So the, the message that I want to share with you today, though, is, is our names in this book? Because that's why we're here in church, right? We're here in church to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to... You know, I, I want to learn some things. I want to understand about, you know, living in this world, how to love and forgive one another. But I also know that in the end, we all are going to be accountable for something. And I love what Jesus said on the cross to the thief next to him. He said, today, not you're not going to go to sleep. You're not going to wait in purgatory. You're not going to go over here and stand around and wait in some closet. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Doesn't that give you a, a good feeling to know that when you die, you're not going to be sleeping? You're going to be alive and well somewhere within paradise, whatever that paradise looks like that Jesus has created for us. You know, we have done a lot of bad things in our life, haven't we? Have we done some pretty horrendous things? I have. I've made some pretty bad decisions in my life, and uh, uh, some of them... I, I cannot take back. But this is the kind of stuff God forgave me of. We don't have any children in here, so I'm going to say this. I've written it in my book, A Matter of the Mind, but I talked about abortions. Now, I've had my share. And I'm telling you this only because it's important that you know that I have a whole lot to be forgiven of. I have a whole lot of things to be forgiven of. Multiple marriages. I've had a whole lot to be forgiven of. I, I, I let my son be raised by his father at age two and a half. I have a whole lot to be forgiven of. What mother would give their son away? I have a whole lot to be forgiven of. And I'm still being forgiven today because I am not perfect. And I'm still going to make those mistakes. But I know... I know, with a shadow of a doubt, my name is written in heaven. It's not what I have done. It's not what I have uh, experienced in my past. It's not that my mother was praying for me. It was that I made the choice. I made the choice to receive Christ and what he did on the cross for me. So how do you get your names in there? How do you keep them in there? If they're already in there, how do you keep them in there? Because see, God had this big pencil. He had a big pencil at the start of life, and he wrote down in his gigantic book all your names before you were even born, bred, breathed, even before the foundations of the world was created. I like oversized stuff, as you can tell. That proves a point. No pun intended. All right. It proves a point that he has written their names. Now here's the clincher. And it says in here, Revelation 13, 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written. Now they're talking about the Antichrist, worshiping the Antichrist. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship the Antichrist, the beast, whose names are not written in the book, and this is this, who are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Your names are in there. All names are in there. And the only way it can be removed is if you choose not to follow Jesus. It says here, Revelation 3, 5. He that overcomes, the shame, the saints shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out their name 
See, your names are in the book. It's up to you if it's going to be blotted out or not. Now, he has this big eraser. And he's right there about ready to erase it. But I believe with all my heart, because I know God says I want all men to be saved, he's going to give, it, give you a chance all the way until your last breath before he blots out your name. I believe, I'm just believing that with my heart. It's up to us to decide. You know, I remember praying with my father-in-law. Uh, I asked him, I said, hey, can I pray for you? Because he was dying, you know, and he lay in the bed. He goes, no. I said, okay. So the next day I go back, can I pray for you? He goes, no. And I said, okay. So the next day, I know he's getting really close to entering the, wherever he's going. And um, I said, I said, do you want to receive Jesus as your Savior? He goes, maybe later. <laughs> to this day, I don't know where he is. I'm believing that between the twilight times of the time he left the earth and went into the presence of whoever he was going to be in the presence, that he made a declaration because he heard the gospel. You are accountable when you hear the gospel. And here's Psalm 51.1. It says, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. See, he loves us so much. He wants all to be saved. He wants all to be with him forever. According to the multitude of my tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Oh, wow. He doesn't want to blot you out. He wants to blot out your transgressions and your sins. I like the scripture and I kept hearing it this morning. Is that whatever to you is sin, is sin. We can't judge each other, people. We can't judge each other. I don't judge anymore. I don't even judge myself. The Bible talks about not even judging yourself. The Lord doesn't want to block you out. Just your sins. Let him do that today. 1 Timothy 2.4 says that we are a work in progress. So no matter we are, where we are in our life, to make Jesus our Lord. You know, so many people go, oh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it because I have to give something up. I gotta go to class. I go to church. I'll have to go to church and that takes care of my whole Sunday morning. Or I have to do this. I have to almost have to's. Okay. You don't have to do anything. Jesus did it all. You know what I found out? Jesus just changes my heart. I'm still doing stuff, but I'm doing it differently now. The Bible says that to lose your life, you will gain your life. Give him a chance. Let him, let him you know, do what he wants to do with your life as you give it to him. Here's a big million-dollar question, and I heard a lot of Christians say this. Can people who receive Christ lose their salvation? I think we have a bunch of different answers in here today. Well, let me tell you, this is what I believe. This is just my... I'm not, I got the microphone, so I can say what I want. But if you have truly received Christ in your heart, nothing can separate you from his love. Nothing. Nothing can take you out. Nothing can remove you. Nothing. Okay? I know when I received Christ as my Savior, I was 21 years old. I had just got my license so I could be legally drinker. I couldn't wait to go into the bars because I'm now 21. And then I got saved March 
six, a month after my birthday, I got saved. I didn't have a desire to go to the bars and drink at all. It was gone. Smoking was gone. Drinking was gone. Everything left that quickly. I go, oh, something happened. My desires changed. I didn't make them change. I didn't do anything differently. I just received Christ, and he changed me. Now, I still have issues. I'm sure some of you know. I still get argumentative sometimes. I still have a backwards way of doing things. I, I still need to forgive myself every day. I still need to forgive others. You do too. But I haven't lost my salvation because I've allowed Jesus to cover all those flaws that I have. If you truly believe Jesus is your, you know, is your Savior, then why are we so worked up on our sins? He's covered them. Just confess. Just confess. Hey, I did it. Yep, that was me. Just say it. And he'll forgive you. By surrendering you, by surrendering to Jesus, your name will not be blotted out. Saying he is Lord, he is the true Son of God, Jesus, of course, that he was crucified and paid the penalty of sin, which is death for us, so we will not see death. We won't even feel death. You know, I liken it like this. Have you ever watched the movie Wizard of Oz? And she's in black and white, and she's flying around and everything, and she lands in the bed of Oz, opens the door, and it's all color. I believe that's how it's going to happen when we die. We're, going to, we're not going to feel this going through like the birth canal when we were born. We're going to be going through instantly into a place that's just full of brightness. The Lord says, I'm going to be the light. You don't even need sunshine because I'm going to be the brightness. And then we need to believe that he rose again the third day. He sits at the right hand of the Father. And John 3.16, and I know it's a cliche scripture, people say it, but do we really understand it? It says, for God, so love the world. Like I said, he doesn't want anybody to be lost. He loves us. That he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So believing in Jesus. Is, is believing enough? Because the scriptures go on to say, that the devils believe and tremble. But you know what? Our part is to believe and receive what Jesus is doing on the cross. The devils can't receive anything. <laughs> they can believe. They'll say, I know you, Jesus. I know who you are. See, they, they, they believe. They believe. But they can't receive. So the first thing we need to do is acknowledge. And I talked to you about it a while back. There's five R's. I recognize responsibility, repent, receive, and restore. Those are the five R's to freedom. It's the same thing as acknowledging. I'm acknowledging something. I'm acknowledging my sins are covered. I'm acknowledging God loves me. You know, it wasn't until I received the love of God for me that I stopped having panic attacks, phobias, and anxiety and stress. Because that was all rooted in fear. And the Bible says that, you know, the fear is gone when you're in Christ. There's no fear. There's no fear. Last week I spoke on giving of our whole heart. Let's keep giving him our whole heart. We do it through friendship. You two are good friends. You've been friends for a long time. You're giving your whole heart to each other. You, you listen to each other. You, you support each other. That's what the church is supposed to do. Love on each other. So let's take a real quick look closing this up. Uh, Pick a book of Revelation. Did you know that there's two books? 
Not just the Book of Life. Matter of fact, let me show you this one. Okay, this is a big book. This is this is a Bible, but I'm going to represent it as being the book of our names. Okay, so if I open it up, oh, we have Esther, Ruth. Uh, we have all kinds of names in here. And then he takes his eraser and he starts blotting them out. At the end of life, people, you have up until the day you leave, you'll read your last breath that he will blot you out. So he has this giant book of all of our names from the foundation. Now, it's probably way bigger than this. <laughs> okay, I don't know how, but it's going to be a big book. I like to see it when I get there. Lord, let me see that book. Anyway, and then we have another book, and the other book is written about all the things we've done on this world. Do you know that the Bible says that even our words are going to be judged? Every, every idle word we spoke is written down in a book. Woo, what are we saying? What are we talking about? And I like, I, I like knowing this, though. I've said some funky things. I remember one time I was in... Uh, a, uh, I, I think I was just saying, I don't know, I was still learning how to walk. But this lady says to me, because I started cussing in the line, I was saying some pretty bad foul words in, the, in, this, in Walmart. And she looks at me and she goes, does your mother know you talk like that? And I said, don't bring my mother into this. And boy, we got into a big spot. Like <laughs> but I had a lot of stuff in me, and I, I still do. But here's the news. Here's the good news. I know my name is written in heaven because I put my trust in Jesus. Amen. That's it. That's all. You don't have to clean yourself up. You don't have to become some great evangelist or, or do a bunch of stuff or come down and pray at the altar. You just have to say, Lord, I believe you. I trust you. I receive you. That's it. That's it. Now, of course, Bible study, church going, and all that helps you grow and learn to be all the things that you want to be in the Lord. Wednesday night Bible study, we just finished the book of Revelation. But I'll tell you what, it's been exciting to watch everybody be involved. You know, right here in this, in this meeting, you can't really be involved. I mean, you're involved in your spirit, you're receiving and hearing. But in a Bible study, you can talk. You can actually share your thoughts and your heart about things. But we did surmise a couple of things. That the Bible is in no apparent order in the book of Revelation. This happened, and then that happened. We go, shouldn't that have come first? Or should, why is it way over there? But I, no, we're all over the place. We can agree that it's all over the board. We surmise that John can only describe what he knew of the day. So let's say he's trying to describe a tank. How is he going to describe a tank? He didn't know how to describe it in our terms today. So now we have to figure out what he's saying. I think that's interesting. And we also surmise that book of Revelation is not to scare us. There's so many people, oh, I'm so scared now, oh, I'm so confused. But to give a warning of what's going to happen to the non-believers, those that decided to have their names blotted out. So there's a couple things that happen. Those who do not accept Christ and those who do. Those who do, get this, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, what happened? Will suffer persecution. All kinds of persecution, all kinds of things. Uh, Health-wise, relationship, finances, 
um, you know, you'll just you'll you'll have to go through that. And, but you've accepted Christ. But here's the second thing: those who do not accept Christ will suffer His wrath. See, the Bible says that Christians, people who receive Christ, will not suffer the wrath of God ever, 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 ever. Amen. I like that. And it says, and they who um, will uh, serve the beast, and they will die in their sin, which not having eternal life. So we have to choose. That's our choice. The Bible gives us free will to choose. See, the book, the, the book of Revelation begins to talk about things that are going to take place. And there's a lot happening right now. Like I said earlier, there's a pre-trib, mid-trib, and post-trib rapture. I bet we all have different views on that. We have many interpretations of Revelation. And it was great to hear all the different ideas. But again, the only thing we can agree on is we can't agree on everything, one. And number two is our names are written in heaven for eternal life. So the bottom line, the reason we're in church today are for those who know their names are written in the book of life. If you do not know your name is written in the book of life, which you do know, because I just told you, it is all written, but you don't want to blot it out. That's where the secret is. That's the ticket. So being here in church is to help share our faith with others so that their names won't be blotted out. Amen. To serve the Lord because he loves us and we want to serve him. Now we talked about it in Bible study. It's not a job. You're in service. It's a whole difference than being a Because a job, you get paid dollars. There's a lot of people in service that don't get paid nothing. Right? We fellowship with one another as he fellowships with us. You know when you fellowship with somebody else, you're fellowshipping with God? Because it says, whatever you do to these, my brethren, you do it unto me. We want to grow in faith and our trust in him. That's why we're here. To learn, or we have to learn some things. We don't get born one day and know it all. We have to learn everything. That's why we have schools. That's why we have seminaries. Uh, we go to college to learn. We are not, we don't have that stuff in us to just be who we are. We need to learn. We need to know that our names are written in the book. And we want to offer opportunity to others to receive Christ. Even Jesus said today, you will be with me in paradise. Jesus spoke of, of living uh, a life everlasting the very day we die. You know, I've heard this too. The minute I receive Christ as my Savior, I will never die. I will never die. I'm eternal at the moment that I receive Christ because my spirit has made alive. It has been made alive. And the other thing is an indicator is if you have fear of death, you might want to have a little talk with the Lord because it's like flying around with Dorothy and landing in the Wizard of Oz place, opening up the door and seeing the color. You can't fear that. You have to be excited. The Bible says, my redemption draweth nigh. Look up forever watching for his return. You know, my sister, she's about ready to die. She didn't even know it. She was in her, in my mother's back bathroom. And uh, she, she felt like she was dying at that moment. And she felt a most amazing peace. She didn't feel like she was dying. She felt absolutely full of peace. And she says, oh, if this is what it feels like to die, I'm okay. It's when you're 
screaming and freaking out and everything like that, that you know you're not going to die. <laughs> you got a lot of pain in your back or you're dying. All right. It's really that overwhelming peace. People don't choose the Lord because of the fear of giving something up. You aren't giving anything up. Your heart simply changes. Choose Christ today and everything for the Christian and for those who have yet accepted Christ. Because again, your names are all written in heaven from the foundation 